happy Veterans Day. Thank you so much uh, for your service. We know there's a lot of uh, veterans, families of, of vets who, who listen as well. And uh, we certainly uh, honor you guys on this day. You know, it's also a day where vets can um, um, get a little bit of thanks from businesses all around. We have a list. We're going to share with you some of the things. So if you are a veteran, let's see, where can we start today? How about Outback Steakhouse? Mmm. Delicioso. Yeah. Right? Bloomin' Onions. Veterans, get a free Bloomin' Onion. Get out. And a Coke. What? Did I call that one or what? Also, 10% off for all service members, nurses, doctors, medical staff, police officers, and firefighters with a valid ID today. All right? All so right. that's Outback Steakhouse. The Bloomin' Onions on them. Thank you very much. That's f- fantastic. That's a great one. Love the um, there was a recent uh, uh, study, a poll from the people that do studies about Facebook and how we view Facebook. Now, this was conducted by adults uh, on adults, mostly because kids don't use Facebook. I don't even know what it is. Yes. Um, but 76 percent of American adults say that Facebook makes American society worse. I seventy six percent of Americans don't agree that it's Thursday. Yeah, but seventy six percent of Americans are on on record as saying Facebook makes American society worse. I have I I, I would say I take issue with it. It is what it is. But is that Facebook's fault? Because I must be on an alternate Facebook site. I go to Facebook for baby pictures, birthdays, and, uh, you know, actually the veterans coming home videos. Oh, my gosh. I could watch those all day long. You know, they surprise. I don't I don't understand. Like, maybe uh, am I not using it like everyone else uses it for conspiracy theories and to be nasty and rude and mean and i just don't get it you're the 25 percent i guess i think it's fine and uses it the way it was probably right i I don't understand what you know are there people who are on facebook just every day spewing yes and i guess (laughs) yes well and you know what's what's funny why would you follow those people why would they be why would they be your friends So roughly half of those polled say they know someone who they think was persuaded to believe in a conspiracy theory because of a post or content on Facebook. And young people really believe believe that a lot more. Yeah. So here's but here's my issue. Is it the website's fault? Facebook, the company, the entity, the website. They're not creating conspiracy theories. They're not making memes uh, that's what the users are doing no and i mean the respondents agree the majority say that it's the way some people use facebook that's more at fault although 45 percent say it's more due to the way facebook runs itself i mean it's probably a combination of both right well i I don't see it as a facebook issue it's an us issue and all facebook has allowed people to do is to amplify or broadcast that message i don't think people just all of a sudden started coming up with conspiracy theories when facebook got invented you just get a chance to you just get a a chance to tell more people that you're a crackpot didn't we talk about this a few weeks ago i mean facebook was been under the spotlight because it does it has algorithms that 
promote and push nasty com- uh, nasty content, right? If you like nasty content, you'll see more of yeah. it. Yeah, so I mean, they're so... Again, is that their fault or is that your fault because you like nasty content? It, well, it's you know, I don't I mean, know about fault, they're, but they're, they're giving doing you it. what you want. Yeah, well, exactly. But they, they you know, so both... Both sides. So if you are, post nothing but conspiracy theories, the Facebook algorithm should send you more puppy and kitty pictures. Like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no, they send you more of what you're into. Like you well, said, you ordered a Roy Kent black leather jacket. You're gonna get a lot of Roy Kent right. leather Sorry, jackets. No, you know I'm what I mean? still getting them. So, but I okay, I know someone who posts a lot of political stuff, and they're gonna see a lot more of that. They're not gonna see anything because they've been banned from Facebook. But <laughs> if I look at this person. Minor compared to other things. I no conspiracy theories. This is a person who just posts his opinion. So, and other people will post theirs, and they might get into it a little bit. But, or, and actually, what he mostly does is um, repost things. Yeah. That's what got him in trouble. But to me, I couldn't believe when he was. He's been warned a couple times, and now I, we don't know how long. But <laughs> Facebook but, so, jail. Facebook, you got to be in Facebook jail. So I, I think because Facebook can say, "Oh well, we you know we banned that content," but. They're not really banning what they should be banning, probably. They're just banning certain words, certain images. I mean, the image that he got banned from, to me, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It well, was- that's the point. Who gets to make the decision? You know, and what's objectionable to somebody is commonplace well, to someone else. He put up a, f- a cartoon of a kid about to put his finger in like a socket. Okay. It, was a, it was a political thing, like, you know, I've had enough. They They branded that as a suicide Oh, for the thing. love of God! That's what I mean. It's and because it's not a person, it's it's a robot, right? Saying this is just this generically good. looking Generic, at that right, and exactly. and and not looking at the specific content, looking at it in right. in kind of like zeros and ones as is that appropriate? Um, I, but I, I just I, again the people that blame Facebook, I, I would just challenge you and say, turn that mirror around, right? You you know what I'm saying? Like like like. If you think the content on Facebook is bad, what are you putting on there? <laughs> you know what? what? What are you? How are you right. using it? All it is is a blank slate, and you colored it in. You know, the Facebook experience you have, or the Instagram, or the Twitter, or any of these websites—that's all they are—is websites. Yeah, um, is reflective upon what you put into it. Yeah, but if you're on Facebook and you're you're talking to someone and you're trying to say, hey. You know, the president, you know, Trump did lose the election. He didn't win. And that person's like, oh, no, he did win. Facebook, again, that's not a real person, is looking at that. And they're going, oh, I'm going to give him all these. You, want, you, like, a- you are into p- political debate. So no, you're going to see more political stuff. I think stuff. it's more, oh, you think Trump won the election. So we're going to send all this conspiracy stuff your way. There's all also yeah. that you have to worry about. Where that person was, that person's trying to defend that. And now they're they're getting all this new stuff. And, and really... It 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 prolongs and and just amplifies the. But you know, that's what it might amplify it. But those the, feelings, those beliefs, they they don't go away. Facebook can't stop people from believing in crazy. Facebook, Facebook can't, can't stop people nuance. from believing Facebook in, in conspiracies. It. They can only like the like the jacket. They don't know that right. they don't know that I accidentally clicked on the Roy Kent jacket. And now I've got to look at the jacket for the rest of my it's life. Fantastic jacket! Everybody oh, should jacket. look like Roy oh, Kent. It's a really good from, jacket from from that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That. Yeah, it's I, well, it's interesting. Boy, Facebook just lately. Yeah, I just How's don't it think it's fair. All this? And, and and you know, I think your experience. If you're if you're frustrated with the experience on Facebook, it's up to you to make that change. It's not up to a website to 
filter things for you. I don't want them to filter things. I'm a big boy. I can make decisions on what I want to see, what I don't want to see. I know how to how to how to hide things well, or unfriend people problem, or though. whatever. I know how to do that. You know how to do that, but you know? it looks like a lot of people don't. So whose fault is that? Again, I love it. It's Facebook's fault. No, well, it's not. It's your fault. You could who who forced you to log on to Facebook today? Uh, because if you are blink twice, if you are being held hostage and forced to use Facebook, right? you know you're not. I'm doing the you choose you choose the Twitter to do sign it. or whatever the TikTok sign. Yeah, I know, but it. Uh, I think it's funny it's that you got seventy five percent of people like like Facebook's horrible. As I posted on Facebook, like, yeah. well, hold on a second, <laughs> hold it, you know, have you thought that one all the way through? Yeah. Have you really, seriously? Come on now, <laughs> Facebook censoring me as they put that on Facebook. I, I, those are my favorite ones, which I like to write back. Obviously, not well enough, yeah, right? Uh, because there <laughs> you a are, very poor job. Yeah. There <laughs> you are, you know, and yet here you are. So, again, three. Out of four adults think Facebook is making society worse. I would argue Facebook has shown us who we really are. Facebook has has turned the light on, if you will, in a dark room. And you've noticed the cockroaches <laughs> scrambling in the corners. It's shown us who we are. Like it's I, not made us any worse. Like it's I not said, made us any I, better. I must use it exactly how it was intended because, and maybe being a news person, I would never think. Of getting my news on Facebook. What? Yeah. Well, there you I go. Don't, I go to Facebook for baby pictures, dog videos, yeah. and birthdays. Yeah. I can't remember whose birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Facebook. Every day it tells me whose birthday it is. Yeah. That is how ridiculous and dumb I use that site. <laughs> and maybe everyone wants to try that, right? It's Facebook. It's supposed to you, be you're, you can, And you can do that. Speaking you of can birthdays, do that. happy birthday, Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind. Everybody, just wish him a happy birthday if you see him. <laughs> Let me see if that came up. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> she said happy birthdays. I just the Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind. No, I just can't stand the guy. I want everybody to wish him oh happy birthday. God. Just to annoy him. God, funny. What an absolute non sequitur that is. Uh, and a good morning to you. Happy Veterans Day. It's Bruce. It's Judy. It's Cheese. Vets, today is your day. Every day should be your day. I mean, I think that's fair to say. But boy, do you get some cool stuff going on today. How about this? Are you hungry? Are you a veteran and you're hungry? Buffalo Wild Wings, the B-Dub. B-Dubs. All past and present armed services members can get a free order of 10 boneless wings and fries today. That's dine-in or take-out. Wow. Mm. How you like them apples? All right, so uh, Buffalo Wild Wings celebrating Great our one. vets as well. Yeah, nice. that's fantastic the bell in and of itself. <laughs> you know. So, do you speak slang? I will tell you, I think it's hard to keep up with an ever-evolving English language, slang terms, different uh, things. They seem to come and go. And on more than one occasion, I've Googled what does blank mean. Like, I'll see it written out somewhere. I'll see it in a Usually tweet. Usually on text. text I'm like, what does like, this mean? Okay, maybe I'm, I'm not using the... Who am I communicating with that they're this cool? And you know what? When when people research this, they say a lot of people don't want to appear to be uncool. Like, you don't want to be in the out crowd. So you just kind of go along with it. A, either pretend you know what the hell they're talking about. Or B, you start using that term. And maybe you're not using it in the in the, in the way that it was it was meant to be. <laughs> then right? you're being really uncool. Right. Then you're really showing showing out like that. So there are, are some of the uh, the most popular, the most popular 
slang terms in America. They says more than 80% of Americans use slang, okay? Half of us also admit to using it when we're not exactly sure what it is. Miranda, you're you're on deck for this because mm-hmm. I I this is how Miranda speaks. So I picked up some of it merely from deciphering what the hell was Miranda trying to tell me. <laughs> ghosted. Do you know what ghosted means? It, I know you mean. You know, oh, yeah, do, 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 do you guys know what ghosted means? I didn't at first, but then I picked up on it, and it's a pretty popular terminology these days. Mm-hmm. Miranda, give me the the infant producer definition of ghosted. So when someone cuts off all communication with you out of the blue. And usually it's in like a dating context, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you were uh, maybe talking to someone on text or maybe through one of these apps, and then all of a sudden they just stop responding. Oh, yeah. They've ghosted you. I've done it to a few boys. Here we go. Oh, see? <laughs> it's just, it's the easiest way just to break something off without hurting someone's feelings. It is? Yeah. Just I, to disappear and have them think, <laughs> may, maybe they were in a car wreck. Like, are they in a coma? Uh, well, but these young people, they just accept it. They're yeah. like, oh, well. Yeah, you're like, oh, our well, generation, oh, we would be, literally, I would work. Hire a private I'd investigator. Very, yeah, I would work <laughs> to get back at them. Revenge would be my Where only option at that point. People, right? But I think young people are like, oh, well. I mean, that's everything. We take things a lot more serious. Younger people are like, yeah. I literally had somebody last weekend ask me, "What does goat mean? Why? Why? Why is it goat? Okay, Tom Brady goat. Every uh, time Kobe I Bryant, hear that, goat. I have to stop and think. Every time, and like, I think, why are they a goat? Yeah, but and they the, even use a little just, goat emoji yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. like the little animal. It's kind of more of a sports thing, which is why it I is. think I'm not as from because every single time I hear, I'm like, "What is that again? The goat, goat. goat. And I have to think about it. Greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, it's a debate, you well, know. Also, uh, Michael too, Jordan, goat. Oh, I was just the goat. But you're a Bears fan, so they're really, there's no need for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I never Bears. hear that Ouch. in Chicago. It's only when I'm out of, out of town. Words, I go, goat, what's goat? We don't have one of those, do we? Yeah. Do we have a goat? We have one. I, just, Same with I feel Jordan. like that, it's just not, that word diminishes what it, you know what I mean? Greatest of all time, goat. No, it doesn't work. Greatest of all time sounds better than yes, calling you a goat. goat. sounds terrible. Yeah, but oh, I literally this weekend, goat. somebody goes, why, but finger, why do they call them goats? Oh, <laughs> God in heaven. All right, so apparently that's uh, that's one of the ones that hasn't come across as well. Now, here's one that I think everyone understands. Salty. I think if you're being salty, yeah, yeah you're being... I actually think that's an older... Yeah, that's word. been around. You yeah. kids didn't invent salty. Yeah, exactly. Salty's been around but for a But they do minute. use it, which we didn't use it enough, yeah. I don't think. You're being I salty. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you're, you're being angry, you're being bitter. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. You're salty. Bitter. Yeah. bitter. So why so salty? Karen's. Karen's are very Karen's, salty. Yeah. Karen's are way salty. How about extra? That's something that took me a while to figure out. Huh, it's when... Use it in a sentence, please. Extra. That girl is being so extra. What does that mean exactly? Oh, so in that context, the girl is fighting for a guy's attention. A negative. You're being play. over the top. Yeah, you're being over dramatic and extra. It just it can you dress extra? Look. Um. Yes, you can. Like you if can. you're if you're way too you're, like you're 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 extra. You're dressing over the top. You can a car be that. extra if you have like every gadget in the world hanging off of it? You went down Neon to Pet Boys. Yeah. You went to Pet <laughs> Boys. Got every single chrome item that you can put on a car. That's pretty cool. That's I, a I like that word, actually. I'm gonna say, is that a new one? I have yeah. heard that. 
I'm going to start using that. You, you said this so in the hallway the other day. You said low key. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if it means what I think it means. It means just discreet or like, I forgot how I used it. I probably yeah, said that's low, low key. key. Yeah. I think we said on the DL. We uh, said, hey, yeah, let's keep it on the DL. Yeah. All right. Yeah. On the down low. Well, but see, now I, I would argue those are different. Low key is anyone. You can be low key. You're just chill. I'm a down low is oh. don't tell anyone. This is between us. I'm a down low. No one needs to know about this. Right? I feel like low key is that happy middle, happy medium. Where okay. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> a degree. Yeah. We have degrees exactly of low key in the slang world. <laughs> How about I'm a savage? Filthy, nasty. I'm sorry. I was going to sing. <laughs> Megan the Stallion. A savage is. Um, like, I would think savage. We use the term savage like, like you know. Uh, in the term of a fight and mean and savage, I would describe Judy as a savage. Oh, okay. meaning she's very independent. She knows what she wants, and that's a sa- oh, that's savage. Savage? Yeah, like a boss lady. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a really you, good so thing. You, wait, so really you're saying thing. savage is oh, a compliment? She is mm-hmm. so savage. Okay. okay. How? Okay. Where? How did that even happen with that word? Megan the Stallion. Yeah, uh, Megan the Stallion right, has a, her song. <laughs> so if Miranda said. Yo, I'm finna dip. <laughs> fitting? Excuse me? Finna, I'm finna the dip. dip. Gesundheit? What? <laughs> what does that mean? I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go. Bye. I'm finna. I'm about to what dip. What did you say? I'm or... finna dip. <laughs> oh, Stewardess. I speak jive. Oh, good. I speak jive. <laughs> Don't know what it means, fitting a dip. Put a dip in your mouth. You're chewing. You're getting you ready. Saying... Copenhagen. You're getting ready to leave. Are you saying fit the dip? Fitting uh, to dip. You're, get, you're, get, you're getting oh, ready you're to leave. I'm, I'm heading out. I'm dip. dip. The dip you, is the leave. Okay, yeah, no, I, I, I right. Fit, okay, yeah, I'm gonna dip out. Yeah, I, that I got. Okay. How about thirsty? Ooh. I'm thirsty. I've got my water thing right yeah, here. Yeah, what thirsty? <laughs> thirsty. I, this better have something to do with alcohol. Let me guess. Thirsty means something different to you kids. <laughs> thirsty is like extra. She's trying too hard, or she's. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. She's trying too hard. That's it's you. Okay, so is thirsty usually used in in like again like amongst the sexes? Like yes. if you were you're really trying hard to get someone's attention, mm-hmm. or you're sending them text messages with mm-hmm. revealing pictures. Thirsty. You're acting acting pretty thirsty. Yeah, there. it's okay. not a good thing. It's not a good, not a good thirsty's thing. not a good thing. Mm-mm, I don't think oh, so. My oh, Lanta. Okay, I'm you know. I'm definitely using that one the next time I'm at a bar. As well, you should. <laughs> Perfect. You're being <laughs> right? very thirsty, dude. You're being a little bit thirsty. Still time for our criminal of the day. I gotta give a shout out to Owen Stranigan of some place called Duncraig Crescent in Johnston, Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Duncraig Crescent in Johnstone, uh-huh. Scotland, who attempted to live up to every Scottish stereotype. In one night. Allegedly, Mr. Strandigan had spent the day and most of the night imbibing and wandered over to a friend's house. At roughly 5 a.m., Owen began banging on his buddy's front door, demanding to be let in. The residents peered through the peephole and witnessed a sloshed Strandigan pounding on the door, cursing, challenging him to a fight, and at one point throwing a glass bottle at the house. He was at the wrong door, of course. Police were called. A Scottish popo found Mr. Stranigan merely feet away from the front door, trying to hide in the hedges. 
unsuccessfully. He was charged with, and I quote, attending at a front door during the hours of darkness, <laughs> demanding entry and striking a glass bottle off the door, unquote. Even Scottish law sound cool, alright? So for trying to beat down the door of the wrong house, you, Owen Stranigan, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. Off the 6 o'clock hour, taking a look at the big stories, Chief start us off well if you think you saw a guy that looked like will smith walking down the street yesterday well yeah. it was will smith no. he's in town promoting his new film king richard so he was visiting a couple tennis complexes on the south side Judy? Jiggy with it, right? hmm. well heather mack will stay behind bars in chicago that after she was released from a bali prison where she served seven years for killing her mother, Bruce. Is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial in jeopardy? His attorneys asked for a mistrial with prejudice, meaning that if one is granted, Rittenhouse could not be retried over the shootings. It had to do with the prosecution asking questions they deemed out of bounds, and the judge is not happy. That might be an understatement, by the way. Uh, on today, on Veterans Day, we certainly wanted to not only celebrate uh, vets out there, and we've been talking about the different things available to them, but also, you know, uh, have a little more serious discussion. And a serious discussion about um, maybe how difficult it is for some veterans to, uh, use the term, uh, reacclimate, um, um, adapt back into uh our, our society after so many deployments, so much time overseas, and there's a variety of people out there doing amazing things, and we wanted to share with you one of them. He's joining us right now, Patrick Scroggin, and Patrick is a retired U.S. Army attack helicopter pilot. First off, thank you for your service, sir. We appreciate it. You're welcome, You're welcome and thank you very much for having me on. So help me understand a little bit about some of the challenges that our vets are facing. You know, you're talking to a room full of people none of us have served. And and I think it's fair to say when you look at the numbers, very few people serve today. So maybe the challenges that vets are facing is not as obvious to us. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, any vet, really, I mean, not just disabled vets, but I mean, you know, you spend a career or a, a lifetime in the military, or, you know, and you're asked to do these, these, you know, oftentimes horrible things, you know, uh, you know, war is not a, not a pretty thing. And, and no. unfortunately, you know, the last uh, decade and a half has been just riddled with war. So when we put people in this, in this environment and we ask that we ask these things of them, and when it comes down time to retire or, you know, they get injured, it's, you have to, you have to react and make back to civilian life. And oftentimes that's very difficult uh, because, you know, you're used to uh, a certain way in the military, you're used to all the camaraderie. And, and I know for me, it was a very difficult thing uh, moving transitioning back to civilian life just because, you know, it's just different. I mean, the mentality is different. The, um, you know, the work is different. Sure. And, you know, when you spend, you know, five, 10 years on deployments and living off adrenaline and, and you come back, you know, it's, it's very hard to uh, replace that, mm. uh, that adrenaline. And so, uh, the, you know, oftentimes people get in trouble or, you know, end up getting hurt because they try to replace that. A lot of soldiers try to replace that adrenaline. A lot of them, unfortunately, do it on motorcycles and stuff like that. But, 
Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just really difficult uh, because uh, you know it's yeah. just, it's just so different. So you're talking more um, career military, right? I mean, do it, and is that what most people when they sign up do they do they make the military their career or do they do their four years and they're out? You know, a lot of people do. A lot of people do four years and they're out. And a lot of you know people join the military for different different reasons. Uh, you know to get college paid for or maybe somebody's just in a point in their life, they really don't know what they're going to do. So, Hey, let's go to the military. And, and a lot of times you get, you get more than you, you bargained for. And, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's not just a career. I mean, even, even transmission transits back into civilian life and family life. I mean, you know, just if you're an infantry soldier, I, that's what I started out doing. You know, you're living with, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 30 other men, uh, you know, for a year on a deployment and then you come back home and, and, you know, oftentimes these guys, you know, you're married and it's just, it's a very difficult transition in so many ways. And does the military help you at all during that transition or are you pretty much just, okay, you know, you did your, you, you did your, however many years now you're, you're done. No, absolutely. I think, I think the military has gotten a lot better in, in trying to reintegrate that. And, uh, you know, when you come back off a deployment, there's a lot, you have to go through a whole process. And I, I think they've tried, uh, to do the best they can, but, you know, I mean, you can only do so much. And then, you know, if you add in to getting hurt or getting wounded to that, it just, it just exaggerates the problem. I mean, they, they, uh, you know, definitely transition into every aspect of life when you come home wounded. Um, because, you know, a lot of times we're coming home missing body parts or, um, you know, just the thing you've seen and yeah. done. I sure, mean, sure. The, the physical and the mental part of it. We're talking again to Patrick uh, Scroggin, retired U.S. Army attack helicopter pilot. And I didn't mean to, to bury the lead in there that you, you uh, were involved in a very serious uh, helicopter crash in, in Iraq. You... Uh, uh, um, you know, I was reading your thing over 50 surgeries, for goodness sakes, that you have been through so much. But you are, I would, I would, I would argue you're trying to take that experience as negative as it is and turn it into something a little more positive for other vets. Tell us a little bit about, about some of the, I'm going to use the term therapy, uh, that you're, you're doing with vets. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, with just quickly to go over my crash. Yeah, I was I was in a really bad accident. Uh, Fifty six surgeries, thirty eight back surgeries. Um, I lost my left leg above the knee. Uh, my right leg was dislocated. I had nine fractured vertebrae. My pelvis was broken four places. Multiple other injuries, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, just it, it really started for me laying in the hospital bed of everybody telling me what I would be able and would be able to, to do and not be able to do. And I, and I laid there and it, it just really bothered me. And, uh, you know, there was not a real, you know, a, a big belief that I would be able to walk very well ever again. And, and so I just kind of took the first few years and just kind of, um, was a little selfish, I guess. And I just really concentrated on myself and I, and I pushed myself to the limits and started climbing mountains and I continued to fly helicopters and airplanes and just to kind of prove every, everybody wrong that you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it. Outstanding. And so, uh, now recently I started a podcast, um, through, uh, veterans broadcast network on veterans radio hour. It's called wounded, but not broken. And, and my, my whole deal, the, what, what, why I really wanted to do this was uh, I have a really good friend, that introduced me to a World War II vet when he was 93 years old. 
and I sat down with him and he told me these stories and his family was in the house on the other side of the wall and they were listening and they were all in tears because they'd never heard this. And so this was such an amazing opportunity for me. And I I just told myself, you know, I I would never, I don't want to let any of these stories go untold. And so, uh, you know, everything, the stars kind of aligned and, and I had the, the platform to start to start this podcast, Wounded But Not Broken, telling these amazing stories of of, of our service members that were deployed and, and hurt and even not hurt, but, you know, and still continuing to help. And I think the, the biggest mess that's came across so far is every veteran that I've had on the show gives back. They help, you know, in one way or another. And I, and I think that's just such an awesome message. And they're just, you know, our veterans are just so selfless and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really awesome to be able to people, the stories that I've been able to provide so far. And I feel honored to do it. And you're doing an amazing job with it. How can people continue to support and help, uh, your mission? Hey, just tune on, uh, veterans broadcast network and, uh, the wounded, but not broken. And we're, I'm not the only one we're going to have. We have, uh, Three podcasts on there. Uh, General Grant is doing uh, person today, and then we have Key to Camp that does roll call, and then and, uh, that. Um, so, just listening to the show, support. You know, my my advice to everybody on this day, uh, to me, every day is Veterans Day. I don't think we provide our veterans with enough support um, as a as a society. Mm-hmm. I think I think every time that you see a veteran shake shake their hand and just say thank you that goes a long way you're here if you're out having dinner you can tell that they're a veteran just grab their dinner i mean my uh, fiance and i do it every time we get a chance and i've had it done for me and it's you know it's a great it's a great show of, of thanks well this is us reaching reaching across the radio if you will shake your hand and thank you sir we appreciate it thank and uh, a happy veterans day to you I appreciate it. Thank you. Outstanding. He's Patrick Scroggin, uh, retired U.S. Army attack helicopter pilot. His story is amazing in and of itself, but not unique. You know, uh, the reality is that there are so many others and, uh, and him still doing great things like that. Are you ready for Squid Game 2? Yes. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. I'm not Jeez. that excited. Oh, I know. Sorry. You know what? Not just us thanking you, but a lot of business out there. Uh, Putting their money where their mouth is. Uh, it's almost breakfast. It is breakfast time, isn't yeah. it? How about the International House of Pancakes? The IHOP. Uh, veterans in active duty military can get free red, white, and blueberry pancakes from 7 to 7. All right? Nice. So uh, you Ooh, can... Breakfast uh, for dinner is the best. Oh, yeah. Blueberry pan- pancakes at six o'clock at night are still mm. pancakes. Let's yep. not let, let. So thanks a lot to uh, IHOP celebrating our veterans like that. So it is now officially it is a bit of a phenomena un, un, into itself, which is the Netflix series, the South Korean series, Squid Game, the most watched, yeah. downloaded, all that stuff spawning. Countless Halloween outfits. Um, there is going to be a season two. Yes. 
Whatever. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. That was a one and done if there was ever no. a one and done. I have a lot of questions, and I think they could come up with some fantastic games to eliminate people. But it's the same uh, show, the same new thing. games, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what, it, that's what it's got to be. Hopefully. <laughs> so I, I'm wishing for. Although he's got to become the boss now, right? Right. here. I thought. Like yeah. the, he, the passing of it. the torch now. Ooh, now yeah. now, now the he's going to be the guy it. pulling yeah. the strings in the background. Although. Ooh. We didn't really see that guy die. Oh, interesting. The 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 mastermind. Yeah. 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 His little really wizard of Oz, the like... wizard part. Interesting. But wait, I know remind me everyone else died though. Not to give it away, but it's a it's a, a lot of people die you, in this show. Who hasn't all, seen it? Yeah. Everyone dies. Four four hundred yeah. and some odd <laughs> people die. Exactly. Okay. There's a lot of death. Let's get that. I, just if very, he has that clear. red hair again, I'm not watching. Um can I just tell you that, that what it has done, at least for me is it has ruined white vans. I see them around the city, and I see them, and I'm like, they're going to pick people up. That's what they're doing. I'm like, I'm like, who's getting in that white van? I'm not Only. getting in those white vans. I'm not getting it. <laughs> I know how this ends. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, we'll be expecting more of that uh, uh, again. South South Korean. Yeah, have yeah. we gone up to the embassy? Have we talked to them yet? Is are there, I are, there, are there squid pickup games? Locally? We went up there to, to talk to them about it, Miranda oh, really? and I. You literally went to the South Korean consulate in our building, floor. 27th floor of the NBC Tower. And the lady gave me a card of somebody to call and some snacks. Wait a minute, they gave you snacks? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Squid game so snacks? Good. Hold on a second, they hand out snacks to the consulate? I don't Hurts. know, maybe we just what, look what, like what we they? needed. Wait, they were, were like they Korean sticks? snacks? Were they like good? Little pretzel sticks dipped in chocolate. What? They were with with uh, nuts. Oh, they were were so they Korean? Good. Yeah, they're from South Korea. Really? The best pokey sticks I've ever had in my whole entire life. I'm so yeah. going up to the 27th floor. But I am trying to find uh, squid pickup games uh, so we can maybe find that. Remember the bar that we had on the pop-up bar replay? Yeah. They, they, they did the Poop Creek. Yeah. They're doing a squid game pop-up bar. Oh, no. Yeah. We'll be able to do that. Speaking of, uh, of entertainment, though, Tom Hanks is, is darn near everywhere, and he's pretty good at almost everything he does. Even when Tom Hanks is in a bad movie, he's the best part of the bad movie. Do you, do you know what I mean? But he recently was talking about his favorite movies. If you think about Tom Hanks' career, what are, what are your favorite movies? You know, what did you what do you what are you most proud of? You know, maybe Forrest Gump. Stupid is a stupid does. It's a fantastic yeah. film, right? Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. He's, he yeah, won all I, these I, awards I, yeah. for it, right? I mean, that was such a seminal piece of work. Well, when asked about his top 3 movies, uh, they might surprise you. And it, it here's what I thought. It's less about the movie and more about the experience as an actor. Because think about it. We only see the end result. We see it on a screen. For an actor, this was months of their life. The The end movie is almost secondary to everything that went into it. Well, and it's it's the movies he enjoyed making the most. Right. Not so it's the experience. It's not the movie. It's the, it's the experience. Enjoyed. And number one on his list is the 2012 film Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Not going to be the one that stands <laughs> that out. That was obviously a limited release because I don't even remember hearing of it. I don't remember hearing about it. Yeah, yeah it did okay. Oh. I mean, it wasn't uh, huge. It was, I would use this term, it was an ambitious film. In the sense of, it's always it was, a turn off it was, for me. <laughs> yeah, it, they really tried to pack a lot of living into that one film. Yeah, still did about one hundred thirty million dollars. You know, they might have made its budget yeah. back. Number two, 
on Tom Hanks' favorite movies of all time. <laughs> now that I can live I with, love right? that movie. He said mostly because he got to play baseball all summer during the <laughs> during the play. He got to sit around and play baseball, which he loved. And his number three on the list, the reason he likes that movie, yeah, he got to take his family to Fiji. And he says, we just had a wonderful time. And then he, dad would go off and film some of the movie. And then he'd come back and hang out with the family in Fiji. Like that was what. So that's his version of of, Can't of get good much movie. Than that. Yeah, which actually is. I mean, I think it's interesting. But I, I would. I guess I never thought of it in that context. Like how an actor would see movies. It's less about well your performance and more about well did you like the people you were making the movie with? Was it in a cool place? How was craft yeah. services? Huh? Ooh, yeah. How was the food around <laughs> this place? Listen, not only are we thanking veterans for their service, we're acknowledging their, their the families uh, and what, what they've all been through, but we're trying to share some of the, the freebies that are out there today. Some of the businesses that are thankful as well and putting their money where their mouth is. Target. Ready for this? Mm. Veterans, active duty military members and their families, 10% off today in store or online all right Very nice so target is uh joining the group there and and uh, uh who doesn't need something at target There's i love it some. when i get to the checkout at target do you find everything you're looking for i'm not even looking for this stuff what are you talking about, <laughs> what are you talking about? that's true Says, none of this is i didn't even know this existed you got me again um we want to uh, welcome to the show right now Stacy St. Clair from the Chicago Tribune, who is in Kenosha covering the Rittenhouse trial. And Stacy, I think it might be fair to say that yesterday was the most dramatic day so far. Yeah, it was it was dramatic all around. It was dramatic when the jury was in the courtroom. It was dramatic when the jury wasn't in the courtroom. It was um, probably one of the strangest days I have spent in the courtroom. I'm not saying a lot. Really? Why? Why would you call it strange? Um, well, I, I mean, the, the judge stopped the proceedings through the, you know, had the jury leave the courtroom, yelled at the prosecutor and said that the case is on the brink of a mistrial. Um, you know, we had a, a, a defendant, um, testify on, on his own behalf, which is rare in general, but not rare. It's very common actually in, in self-defense cases. But the the defendant got a few minutes into it, and and Rittenhouse, you know, uh, started sobbing and couldn't continue. It was just a, it was a dramatic day. You know, uh, this is some of of Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand when he was asked questions um, about that night. I didn't intend to kill them. I intended to I intended to stop the people who were attacking me. Yeah, and you mentioned him getting emotional, um, and that's certainly a bit of a, a of a debate. It, it sounded a little bit like there this. Are, as he... <laughs> there were people right there. So and yeah, we couldn't go on if you right. will. And Stacy, well, you were there. How? What did? What was your take on How'd that? How'd that come across? It, it came across as real to me. I, I know there's a debate on, on Internet from people who are watching on TV whether that was real or not, especially because he collected himself so quickly afterwards. But there was he would have to be a really good actor to, to pull that off. Um, I thought I thought it came across as real, and I think the jury thought it came across oh. as, as real. Um, as, you know, the, the judge sent them out of the courtroom, so he... So Rittenhouse could have a few minutes to sort of calm down, 
And and there were jurors who gave him very sympathetic looks because they had to walk directly past him on the witness stand to leave the courtroom. So I, I guess it, it just depends what the jury thinks, not what I think. Well, and I think a controversy is sometimes over when a, when a defendant takes the stand is whether that was, was he crying for himself or because right. he, had, he had killed people. Right, and, and that I can't say because he was talking about himself in that moment. Um, you know, he said, I was cornered, and then that's when the, the sobbing started. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't know. I think that's, that's where you draw your own conclusion. But whether he was crying for himself or for the people he shot was one thing, but whether it was real or not, I, I, I thought it was pretty authentic. We're talking to Stacy St. Clair, Chicago Tribune reporter in Kenosha covering this trial. And, you know, I'm, again, you're there and you're seeing it. I'm, I'm getting it through TV. It, it struck me how, how young he is. Uh, maybe I wasn't fully prepared for the fact and I had to remind myself he's 18 now. He was 17 then. And he, he started off. And understandably, I would say, I thought he was pretty nervous. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was like, I, if he threw up right now, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. uh, that that his youth came across. Right. And, and, you know, legal experts I talked to before his testimony said that the defense wants him to look nervous. They want him to seem young because that would help with his mindset that night. They want to convey to the jury that. Not only, like, when he was making the decision whether he was in, in danger or not, you have to see it through the lens of a of a 17-year-old who could be scared or nervous. So they want him to project both those things when on the stand, when, while he's on the stand. And to be clear, that you know they do coach these. He was coached. Yeah. I'd say that nicely. Everybody in, in a trial like this, both sides are coached. And and right. certainly when the, when the defense was asking questions, it was a very... Um, I thought it was a little bit of kabuki theater. They were certainly playing off of each other. Well, and you always take a risk of putting your defendant on the on the stand. I think in this case, it paid off for them. Right. I I think um, to, to being coached. I, I think he was very well prepared, and, and prepared. that's not that's not a crime. Um, and in fact, there were a couple times where you could see the prosecutor was, for lack of a better term, laying a trap for him. Right. They were gonna. They were going to try to, like, confuse him or catch him or whatever. And Rittenhouse stopped answering the questions being asked and then just kept repeating what the clip you just played, right? right. I, I shot because I was attacked. And he, so he wouldn't – I think that's what his defense attorneys probably told him. Like, don't try to get out over your skis. Don't try to win a verbal battle oh. with, a, with a prosecutor. You're not going to win. Stick to the this mantra, and he and he just kept repeating it over and over and over again. Stacy, how serious should we take the uh, the uh, accusation, the threat of a mistrial? Uh, the defense bringing it up already, right? the The defense is, was was mad. I would say uh, the judge was even madder. I've I've never seen a judge um berate uh an attorney like that especially on national television stacy here's here's real quickly here's what it sounded like just hours ago i said i had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings so why testimony pardon me that was before the don't get brazen with me uh uh, you knew very well you know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking 
outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that. Wow. And then he yelled, get yeah. off my lawn. I was going to say, <laughs> don't get saucy with me, Bernays. Oh, I mean, salty. wow. That's that, the that, word. That's the salty. judge. Yeah, yeah. Admonishing the prosecution. That doesn't look good. It, it doesn't look good. And I think that the judge, it would be extraordinary for him to give a, a mistrial, um, in, in part because he has spent so much time talking about how this case was going to restore America's faith in the justice system. And while I think that was a pipe dream anyway, I, I don't think that declaring a mistrial uh, during the middle of it would, would help him meet his goal. Fair enough. Stacy. thank you so much for, for covering this. I, I have a feeling we're going to be talking to you more as it continues to go forward. That's Stacy St. Clair. Anytime, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Uh, up in Kenosha, sure. covering it for uh, the Chicago Tribune. And yeah, pretty dramatic day. I mean, literally, if you're if you're going to make this into a movie, that oh. was a that was a heck of a thing to watch. Hey, you need to head over to WLSAM.com. You can bid on items right now. It's called Sweet Deals. Just in terms of the holidays, might I point out? That's right. It's an online auction. Local stuff. You can get things like gift certificates, home improvement appliances, jewelry. And there's some pretty cool trips that you can bid on. That's right. The auction is live now. Head over to WLSAM.com and check out the sweet deals. See what I'm doing there? Nice. All right. Uh, as we get inch closer and closer to Thanksgiving, I'm noticing, uh, like the grocery stores, they do the, uh, what is it, an end cap. Uh, and it's like... Everything you need for Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? They like put the, every eye, a row with something else. Um, and so far, there appears to be enough of things. But the people that look at this say, we're probably going to run a little short on some stuff. Let me tell you the first thing. Turkeys. Small turkeys. They are in low stock. They said uh, by the end of last month, Turkeys were over 60% out of stock. Butterball says they're experiencing labor and supply challenges. Butterball, they are the turkey people. That's all they do. <laughs> what else does Butterball Don't make do? Me go through to kill my own turkey because <laughs> yeah. those wild ones are not as tasty. I wouldn't know. I guarantee you Nick would know, but I would not know yeah, about yeah. this. They're a little gamey. No, but I tell you what, if you went to a turkey farm where they kill them, and you, you would probably never eat turkey again. Why? Why? It's just gross the way they eh, cut their neck off, drain the blood. Same oh. thing with a chicken. Same yeah, thing. I mean, where do you think nuggets yeah. come from? <laughs> Here's what I do. I just don't think about it. Okay. I just don't think about it. Ignorance is bliss. I, I, I don't even care. Course. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cranberry sauce is low. They say 20% out of stock and in decline. Ocean Spray, again, the cranberry people, say that uh, they've been experiencing issues with materials and transportation that may result in reduced availability. See, on that yeah, side, I do kill my own cranberries. You do kill your own right. cranberries. Okay. <laughs> and then you jellify you're, it. You're fine so slaughtering disgusting. cranberries. See, and again, this is the, the, it's not that they don't have the actual product. They can't package it or, or, or send truck it. it. Yeah, or, it's like they have it, so there's going to be a glut somewhere. 
Possibly on all those ships. Yeah, but like, like you mentioned, they don't have cans, right? Or they don't have boxes. That's that's part of this as well. Yes, where that's the biggest part of it. How are you going to get it to the store? So, as far as turkeys, if you do get a smaller turkey, twelve pound ish, I guess they're saying you should get that now. Bigger turkeys will be a little bit more readily available. Okay, I'm getting my. What about my personal favorite, the turkey loaf? Turkey loaf should always be available because it's made with with scraps that are laying around, Nick. The man and his dog, parts is parts. Parts Mm. is parts. Italy. Yams and sweet potatoes are 25% down in stock. All right. Add sweet potatoes to my list. Yams. and Again, I don't eat yams or sweet potatoes. The other 364 days, I'm damn well ain't eating them on a Thursday (laughs) in November. Come on. Sweet potatoes? No. You're well. Horrific. You haven't eaten them the right way. Horrific. With tons of butter, marshmallows, and syrup, marshmallows. And marshmallows. Oh my god! Oh, seriously, it's disgusting. So good. Yeah, horrific, disgusting. right, Miranda? Disgusting. Absolutely terrible. Won't go near that. So stuff. delicious. If I was on a Nothing. desert island. I would. I'd eat sand Thank before you, I ate the yams. Thank you, Bruce. Um, how about this? Some of you might make your own stuffing. Okay, good. Good on you. But if you get like the the box stuffing. They said supplies of box stuffing are low, but higher than last year. Stovetop. Stovetop says they're about off 25%. Wow. All right. Try not In to use stovetop on Thanksgiving. I like okay. stovetop stuffing. You can get Now, see, that's something stuffing, I will eat but... year-round. You go and get the, at yeah. the Sam's Club, you can get like a case yeah. of, of the... Of, and you, that stuff's good all year-round. Yes, so it Licioso. is. On Thanksgiving, up your game a little bit, okay? Ah. It's fine. I like the the package stuffing. Is well. I mean, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna crust my own bread. I have. I'm not doing it again. So I get the one in the package, Burberry or whatever brand it's called. I already bought my stuffing just for that reason, though. They look. It looked a little bare. It wasn't. The end cap wasn't filled with stuffing bags. So I decided I better get my stuffing. Get in and now. I bought two. Well, and that becomes part of the issue. You see, you, you have a perception that things aren't going to be there or it's starting to look a little bare. So you buy up everything they have because you're worried about not having it later. And the next person comes in and this starts to self-fulfill itself until there's nothing there. Refrigerated pies. Refrigerated pies, they're saying, will be the most out of stock Ooh. Thanksgiving item. Well, that's good to know. That frozen pies may be slightly easier to find, but when you look at the stock, and again, I have a chart here of all these things in stock, they are down the most. All pies, like cherry, apple, It did not specifically give me Hmm. types of pies. It merely referred to them as refrigerated. Yeah. Aluminum foil. (gasps) No. I'm almost out. They're saying aluminum foil, It's it should be a little easier to find, but that it's still down 10 to 15%, it, you know, the stocks of aluminum foil. Every time you say that, all I hear is it's going to cost more. That, that too. If it's down anything, it's just going to, I'm going to be, be paying $6 now for my aluminum foil, which <laughs> I, you got to have it. Nothing takes the place of aluminum foil, right? Yeah, they've tried to come up with these alternatives to aluminum foil, and, and they're, they're, they're ridiculous. That's not something. It's not right stuff. What is that? It's not the right stuff. So anyway, uh, you may be struggling to find some things. You may have to make some alterations, some substitutions. Yeah. You might have to get creative. 
Dear God, you might have to use box stuffing. No! Love no it. The, the horror of it all, right? <laughs> Good morning and a happy Veterans Day. And happy Thursday to you. We jump into our 7 o'clock hour. Take a look at the big stories people are talking about. And Judy starts us off. Well, she did seven years in a Bali prison. Now convicted murderer Heather Mack faces life in prison in the U.S. She'll remain in federal custody for plotting the overseas killing of her mother. A dramatic day in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial up in Kenosha with the judge admonishing the prosecution and the defense Asking for a mistrial. It kicks off again a little bit later. Expect more fireworks today, Cheese. Yeah. Hey, is is that Will Smith? No. <laughs> it can't be Will Smith. Yes, it was Will Smith. He was in town yesterday visiting some uh, tennis places on the south side in uh, preparation for his new movie. Not preparation. In release of his new movie, King Richard, based on the... Uh, Selena, Serena and Serena. Venus Williams. There we go. Their, Looks their really father. good. Yeah. Big tennis fan, you could. Yeah. Obviously, I can tell you're huge, huge into tennis, for huge. goodness sakes. So, um, on this Veterans Day, as we talk about some of the, the, the bennies, as we thank vets for their service, um, I think we would be remiss if we didn't also talk about and touch upon some of the challenges that, that vets have. And maybe one of the, the biggest challenges that exists out there is taking the first step and asking for help, is acknowledging that maybe there's things that you can't deal with and raising your hand, making the phone call, reaching out, talking to somebody. Joining us right now is someone who knows a lot about that and specifically works with this. Vita Richardson is the author of Take Six, Essential Habits to Own Your Destiny, Overcome Challenges, and Unlock Your Opportunities. And, and Vita, it seems that... I don't know if uniquely, but I would think maybe for a lot of our veterans, the type of person that's drawn to the military, the type of experiences they have, might make it even harder for them to ask for help or to realize they need help. Yes. Um, well, first of all, good morning, and thank you for inviting me. Happy Veterans Day, yeah. and thanks for service to all of our veterans. But you are um, exactly right that... I know from many of the veterans um, in my own family, they tend to be a very stoic and independent sort of group, um, a group that's used to taking command, taking charge. And that type of um, uh, personality sometimes makes it difficult to reach out and take a hand, mm -hmm. um, recognize that other people are both able and willing to help you move forward. Yeah, I would actually, um, I have some military people in my life, and I call them badasses. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're, yeah, they're exactly those type of people who it's difficult for. And, and you know, I always, it often seems so odd to me because I believe there are so many services out there for veterans, but perhaps they're just not taking advantage of them. Yes, well, you know, it, it takes a lot to stick your neck out to ask for and accept help. It first takes admitting that you could use help from someone else and don't have everything within or, you know, 100% able to solve whatever it is that you're facing totally on your own. Yeah, and I mean, that, that kind of self-awareness can be can be very difficult, again, especially if you're thinking about people who were drawn to the military, maybe that, that sense of independence, that, uh, you know, you're a one-man army and you can, you can overcome yeah. these things, you know, that that's kind of 
drilled into them and then suddenly they get out of the military and they're supposed to change that mindset that can be really really difficult yes it can be very difficult and one thing that we encourage veterans to remember that there's always a way to reach out and take a hand and uh, you know request help and that you can do so in ways that are effective for you respectful to the other individual and constructive to solving, you know, whatever challenge it is that you might face. Um, I would encourage veterans to remember how generous they have been, both in service to our country, and to recognize that there are a lot of us out there who are willing and want to be just Mm. as generous in return. Is it sometimes better if, you know, we lay people here that we know a vet who is in trouble and needs help? That maybe it's better to get another vet to step in because, I, you know, first of all, I don't feel like I have any credentials to to help anyone. So and especially when it comes to veterans who are a little bit harder to reach sometimes, maybe a fellow veteran might be the best way to go. I agree with you. The first thing is to assess what type of problem is it that any of us may be facing. And certain problems do require certain skills or background or educational preparedness in order to help someone, especially if those um, challenges may be dealing with trauma or some of the, um, you know, emotional challenges that veterans may face just from some of the things that they've experienced. Um, But I'll just say on my side, one of the ways that I love to take a hand and help people is with career challenges that they may be facing. And in that case, um, you know, it's just a function of matching what is the challenge to the type of person who might be helpful. We're talking to Vita Richardson, uh, author of Take Six, Essential Habits to Own Your Destiny, Overcome Challenges and Unlock Opportunities, and specifically talking today about Veterans Day and about vets possibly being reluctant to ask for help or come forward. Let's talk more about some of those strategies. As we know vets in our lives, maybe it, it, the, the the harder part may be identifying somebody who's struggling. I, I say this, I, I've mentioned before, I, I had a, a, a friend, a, a vet, um, who took his own life. And uh, yeah. No, it wasn't obvious. It wasn't one of these things. I feel guilty about it. If you can't, I, that it wasn't somebody who I thought was overtly it was struggling just out of nowhere. I I was like, what? Why? You know, we just talked. Everything's fine. I'm worried about how do I how do I even identify someone that might need help. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, I'm not a psychologist nor an expert in that, but I think one of the things that we can all do is try to be conscious and aware of one another. Um, Even during the pandemic, um, all of us faced so much that I found checking in regularly with people um, could be helpful. And also, you know, checking with family members, uh, people who might know their behaviors or habits a little bit better than we might as people, you know, who are friends but not necessarily living um, with or able to observe someone on a day-to-day. Mm. And where we see unusual behavior, you know, uh, being inquisitive and asking and and being able to look for resources that might be referred to them. But then I, I go back to, you know, when you do, uh, you are aware that there's a problem and you want to help, 
But you understand that veterans, a lot of times, you know, are very reluctant. There's a pride. What, right. You so know. what is, as you know, the friend, the family member, what is the one of the most important things we can do to get that person to seek help if they're so resistant to it? Well, you know, in some cases, we can volunteer to go with them, provide information, follow up regarding the information, you know, but, but frankly, it's impossible for us to force someone. All we can do is seek to be encouraging and helpful and, and supportive, a good lending an ear, not being judgmental, you know, really listening to someone and trying to support that way. Well, it's, it's great advice and something I hope a lot of people take to heart. Vita, thank you for your time today. Great. Thank you. That's Vita Richardson, uh, author of Take Six Essential Habits to Own Your Destiny, Overcome Challenges, and Unlock Opportunities as we talk about the vets in your life, the vets that you come in contact with, and being a, a sympathetic ear, being someone that they can talk to, and then also, you know, really listening and being aware, you know, what, what, uh, you know, yeah. what What can you do and how can you help on this Veterans Day? Thank you for your service. The Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and the Coast Guard. Thank you for your service. <laughs> and Space Force. Come on, why do they always leave Space Force out? Oh, Happy Veterans Day. Thank you so much for your service. I've always heard this also different. I, I had one veteran tell me, and so I, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I said, thank you. And they said, mm, don't thank me. Say welcome home. And I'm like, okay. So I'm 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 hesitant. I don't want to make sure that thank you isn't in any way, shape, or form disrespectful. Welcome home. No, several uh, vets have told us yeah. that we should say thank you. I, I think you. it's up to you. That's all so they want. Is hopefully, they you. didn't. Hopefully, nobody takes that in a negative way. Ooh, if you are a vet, though, we've been sharing some of the the freebies, some of the bennies that you might be able to get from amazing businesses around here. There's a donkeys practically everywhere, right? Mm, and today. Donuts. Veterans and active duty military will receive a free donut of your choice oh, at nice. Dunkin'. I don't even think they call it Dunkin' Donuts anymore. It's just Dunkin'. Just Dunkin'. Right? It's like when Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken stopped calling it fried chicken. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah, we're KFC. Yeah. It stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, it doesn't. All right, whatever. Chicken. Whatever. You people have changed. <laughs> um, Facebook is an, is an interesting place. That may be an understatement of biblical proportions. And recently, Facebook has been faced with a variety of different accusations, uh, uh, misdeeds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there was an interesting poll that was commissioned and came out that showed that basically 75% of adult Americans think Facebook is bad for the American society. That Facebook in and of itself is bad, that it leads to division, that it spreads conspiracies, etc. And I thought that and I I saw that and I thought it was it was a little bit um deflection. Because Facebook is only reflecting what its users put on there. So face Facebook could be nothing but sweetness and light. Unless people choose not to use it for sweetness yeah. and light. You know, I mean, how how is it Facebook's fault? Well, because it's not their fault, right? That's how people are. Right, it's not my right. fault. For, for posting your fault for having divisive a site. stuff or starting a fight right. or whatever it might mm -hmm. be. For trolling. But you know? I, I will say. Nobody trolls harder I, than me. I, you know, Facebook isn't 
totally victimless in this. I mean, they're they're not just the victim. They do post and push content that they don't uh, post anything. They, you're right. They don't post. They push content. If they see that you're having an argument over something that's you know not even news or not even true, they'll push. You know, conspiracy theories. Say they'll push con- your your content toward that. So they, in that way, they do take an active role in in making it bad. They could, you know, and I understand that's what Facebook is, right? That's what they do. Their whole point is to. They're not just giving you a platform and saying, "Here you go, America." No, they got to make money too, right? So I get why they do it. So they're not totally blameless, but yeah, like you say, for the most part, it's the people on Facebook. I'm sorry, my Facebook page. I open it up. Happy birthdays, pictures of people's babies and cats, which I thoroughly enjoy, by the way. Lots of kitties. I keep up with my friends as to what they're doing. The ones I don't really see or talk to that much. That's what I use. I never would dream of going on Facebook to to put my point of view on there. Hey, everyone, you know, and I know people do. This is what happened to me today. Or, okay, so maybe I've done that once or twice. Maybe I've complained and bitched about a company. But for the most part, I don't go on there every day and spew. People do that, apparently. And that's all they do. But it doesn't take everyone to do it. It only takes 5% to do it once a week. And that's enough, you know, then, then it shows up and it gets amplified. Again, Facebook. Because people share it and share it and right. share it and share it. Facebook, again, it, it, I, I liken it to, let's use the term a um, town square back in the olden days. Okay. You know, where you went and you you, you met with people and they you know, Facebook is no different than somebody standing in the town square going, this whole thing is a sham, you know, or, or doomsday. Nine eleven was an inside job, yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, they just have a they have a bigger platform than they had before when they were standing on a street corner claiming the end is near. Yeah, you well, know? And that's interesting too because do they? If anyone on my page starts to post some crazy sh- stuff, I'm like, yeah, unfriend. Or I block yeah. their, I block, I mean, that's not why I'm on Facebook. Absolutely. I did the uh, same yeah. thing. It changes the experience for you yeah, when you don't I, have all that, that crazy on there. Without right. a doubt. And I just I, mute them people and stuff like that. Right. I, so I, I don't, don't have that experience. I don't even, I don't know why people would want that experience. How exhausting and negative, you but, know. To, but some people are. A I mean, lot I got, of people and, are. and so how, you know, Facebook is, is a reflection of us, I guess might be a, a, one way to put yeah. it. And if you think people are inherently good and inherently intelligent and inherently not, you're wrong. <laughs> Look at them, for God's sakes. It's a mirror uh, being held up to our society. This is who we are. I just, I don't understand. It goes back to what you said to begin with. Do people not understand that they can control their Facebook page? They can control what's on Facebook. Right. I'm not seeing content that I don't want to see. Right. It's like people complaining. Except like Except for the Roy Kent the damn, damn, damn leather jacket. jacket. Roy Kent but jackets are very popular these days. Yeah. That I liken to people complaining about what they see on Facebook, too. You know, watching a TV show. I cannot believe that they keep showing reruns of MASH. You know, you don't have to watch it, by the way. If they show another rerun of MASH, no, it's what they do. Yeah. You know, that's the TV channel. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's always someone else's you know, somebody did something. Yeah, to exactly. You. It's someone else's fault. Yeah, we are we become such a society about it's not my fault. I did that because. Yeah, 
I don't. I don't disagree. Take responsibility, I, people, yeah. and clean up your Facebook your, page. Your experience is your experience, and if you you can make it all about full blown crazy, getting, expect more full blown videos. Crazy. Yeah, kitten videos. That's I kitten videos. Come on, have you Are seen there, some of those? There's some fantastic kitten videos. Although you know what, there. it is Veterans right. Day, and I will say any veteran video. Kitties? Well, veterans coming home to their oh, families. Those, yeah. <gasps> I, the re- I'm, re- first of all, reunion. I'm bawling, yeah, I'm bawling my eyes out, and I can't stop watching. About this, I a veteran coming home to a cat. Bingo! Oh, oh don't, boy, you know what? the Earth starts spinning Jeez, backwards please. on its axis at that point. <laughs> She's in the studio with us right now. Oh my goodness! It's Liv Warfield. Yes. Liv, good morning. Good morning. It good is morning. awesome to have you in studio. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Liv, you are are featured. Yes. And you are a, an amazing, amazing singer in Teatro Zanzani. Uh, I saw you just about three weeks ago yes. is when I went and saw you yes. sing. And you, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I got to tell you, though, I, we would be remiss. We're going to talk about Teatro Zanzani. Okay. <laughs> but we do need to start with a little bit about Prince, don't okay. we? I mean, I'm not yes. going to leave out the fact that, you know, you were a part of... the. the New Power Generation, yes, that yes. entire the entire Prince ensemble for yes, a while. Yes, yes. I yes. can't imagine what that experience is like. Um, it is the best purple experience <laughs> anybody could ever dive into. You know, I, like I'm I'm super super blessed just because I had the time to like learn and create and develop everything around and surrounded by him. So I miss mm-hmm. him dearly. But yeah, I miss Paisley Park. But you can all go to Paisley Park as you much as you visit. want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. And I'd met him on a couple different occasions. Did you? Working, I work in music side. Okay. And uh, he was different in person than I I thought he would be. Uh huh. Um, I thought he'd be more standoffish. Oh heck I, no! I thought he'd be a little more like starched, and he was warm, genuine, yes. neat guy. Yes. I was like, I was really impressed. Party man. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he doesn't miss that. You know, it seems like he would have been the perfect person to work at Teatro uh, Zanzani, right? Because I, 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 well, it's funny. Reminds me of. Well, it's so funny because I was telling our publicist earlier, like the reason why I feel like I found my people is because if you look at like Sign of Times and like the shows, yeah, 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 yeah. was very theatrical, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I feel like I found my people. Okay. With Teatro's and yeah. Zani, like, yeah. I can understand those energies matching like that. So I, I absolutely think he would have loved the show. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and, and it's so, I, I, I feel the need, like, when people ask me about it, because they know I've been, I've been multiple times now, that I try to describe it, and I go, okay, it's going to take a minute to describe <laughs> this, okay? Because yeah. it's got a variety of, of different elements to Absolutely. it. It's got a little bit of Cirque du Soleil to it. Yes. Okay, there, yes. That, that's one element. It's got uh, a comedy. It's yeah. got some comedy uh, acts to it. Yes. It has amazing singers yeah, like Liv. Like Liv. And, and, uh, and our, our buddy... Um, Frank Ferrante. Frank, Frank Ferrante. For God's yes. Cuneo. Yeah. Who's another... You you and him really play well off of each other. Oh, We've blessings. had him in studio as well. Yes, Cuneo's fantastic. Yeah. He brought his abs with him that day. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> He's ridiculous. I let He's him borrow ridiculous. him for the day. I, those ridiculous. are mine. Yeah. We're all fighting for Cuneo's abs. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, right? But yeah, Frank is like, Frank is a genius, like the comedy. And the thing is, too, I tell people because it, we do the show from Wednesday to Sunday, right? Okay. And so the show's the same, but it's not the same. So the energy is crazy every night. And I, I love the fact that we bring something different with the live band. So it's just you're always going to get something very unexpected with us. 
and the cast and as far as like the crew, even like the wait staff joins in. Like it's like you said, it's hard to describe because you kind of just want to leave your mind open as you should, but also come dressed up ready to play. Because <laughs> Frank don't play. You, you might get dragged you on stage. You might get dragged on stage. <laughs> I'm just going to exactly. say, I was hiding because I knew he was oh looking for me. Hey, by the way, we are live right now. You go to our WLS AM Facebook page to see what you're hearing. Liv Warfield is with us right now, yes. featured as one yes. of the amazing singers at Teatro Zanzani. Uh, you, can, you can go and see it this weekend, for goodness sakes this dare i say it would make the perfect christmas gift ah giving people tickets to see that right a night out dinner and a show in a dinner yes dinner show okay get a bow on it package it up (laughs) let's go yes who is your audience mostly Honestly, we have a huge variety. Our audiences from even like young kids are there to see the show. I've seen the young kids. Right? Yeah. Um, it's really a variety of people to see the show, and which I think is amazing because, of course, we know what we've been going through. It kind of lends itself to this relief in the tent. It's in a over 100-year-old Spiegel tent, Spiegel's Azu tent, and it's just the energy in the tent. That everybody's like, ugh, you know. Like, I needed this. I needed this. Yeah. You know, the comedy, just like uh, Vita and Michael, oh my God, when they do Adagio, the dancing and the contortion. Like, again, I found my people and everybody else who are coming to the tent, you're going to be like, I found my people too. <laughs> We're all crazy. And it's chaos, but it's like the dopest chaos ever. Well, and people need to see it. I think it's, we talk about trying to describe it. First off, you 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 go to the hotel. Yeah. You, you get in the elevator. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. I'm in an elevator, right? Right. right, right. You go up to the fourteenth floor. floor. You get off, and you're like, "What did I just step into? Right. This is not what I thought yeah. was going. I was going to see when the elevator doors yeah, opened exactly. on the fourteenth floor. Yeah. I walk into this other world. Oh my god, it's a whole other world. Costumes, Costumes music, yes, all the, and the, we want you to be a part of it. That's yeah. another thing too. Well, is, and can you explain that a little bit more? I think people, some people are like, oh, am I going to have to do anything? You know, they don't maybe want to, but you are immersed in the you experience. You are very right? much immersed in the experience. And so, you don't have to do anything. Frank might get you. <laughs> Caesar might get you. Um, but you come in and you can even grab yourself a boa, honey, and come yeah. in and grab these really cool, amazing masks. Because we want you to be a part of the People experience. People dress up. People dress up. Yeah. And I love oh, cool. that. Yeah. You get to dress up. And, like, the dinner experience, the food is fantastic. Like I said, it's... It's easy, but not so easy to describe. But it is an experience that people need to have in Chicago because there's nothing like it. You know, you mentioned uh, about being in front of a, a live audience and yeah. how every show is a little is a little bit different. I mean, there's no such thing as the exact same show because 100%. the audience plays a role in that as well. The audience interaction is huge because we want again we want people to feel. You know, we want people to feel again, so don't be afraid. Of course, we do it under the really great COVID restrictions and yes, stuff. We do. But at the same time, we want people to feel again. So the energy is dope. So the show is never the same. The live band, like, <laughs> I want to, yeah. So <laughs> isn't it? It's an experience of its own, and I just, I really want people to see it. Like Cuneo sings his tail off. Like the singing and the performing, and just. Yeah. Your passion is infectious. Okay. I, really, I, know, I don't know that I've ever interviewed anyone who's been more happy about oh, what they wow. do. Okay. You can't you found even your describe calling. it. You're so overwhelmed with oh, happiness. You found your calling. At 7.43 a.m. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And it's still a couple bits of glitter on my face from last night's show. So. <laughs>
Well, it is awesome. We encourage everybody to, yes. to go and see it. And, uh, and, and not just for the amazing experience it is. Again, five stars out of five. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. From the food to the show, everything. It's, it's a wonderful experience. I'm going to keep going back because it changes all the time. That's the thing. I'm going to keep going back. I like it. I'm going to be a reg. Yes. You start to pick me out of the crowd. <laughs> uh, I got to, I got to keep my head down though. Frank sees right. me. <laughs> okay, Frank, I'm not dancing. Right, 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 right. Oh my there's goodness. a lot of dancing up there. Oh, no. You can there's, dance with there's, there's a lot there's of no dancing. singing on the audience part, is there? Well, you know, if you want, I suppose you can oh, jump right in. Oh, if you right want, in. absolutely. We yeah. want people to join in, for sure. Join in. I've heard you sing, I am not singing next to you. <laughs> oh, you oh, no. You blow Come on, I'll give you the mic. No, no, no. You're fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Zinzani.com. That's with two N's. Zinzani, Z-I-N, well, actually three Z-I-N's, if I did it right. Z-I-N-Z-A-N-N-I.com. You can get yourself tickets and and go see and again i really think what a great gift i took my niece yeah you did as a present to her uh, and oh, uh, she loved it yes. she was blown away i love still it. talks about it yes and liv it's great to have you in here. thank you for having me I hope I we're gonna back. we're gonna be we're gonna see each other don't you dare worry yeah, okay and thank you for the prince stories <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah appreciate that as well do you have some crazy food things you do with food and i say crazy only because you might not know it's crazy until you tell other people you do it and they look at you and say that's crazy for example, <laughs> for example, uh -uh. cheese. Pop tarts are delicious. All pop tarts are good. Some pop tarts are better than others. Mm -hmm. But what do you do to a pop tart other than toast it? Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. Yeah. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. You butter You butter your pop tart. Have I you thought, butter a pop tart. I thought this was normal. You what put it in the mean? toaster. You put it in the toaster. It's right? warm. What else do you do with? You put toast in there. You put butter on it. You put butter on everything okay. that comes out of a toaster. Does your pop tart have frosting on it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Even better. Right, and it's so good. It adds. It's all buttery and gooey. I never. You okay. And I'm you not saying it it's not good. No, I'm I, saying I don't need to put butter on pop. Pop-Tarts are bad enough. Dear God, what are you going to do? Dip it in mayonnaise next? What are you trying to do? <laughs> They're not bad enough. They're already so bad. Add the butter. Wait, is butter bad for you? No, it's good for you. <laughs> I don't even know what Bruce is talking about. Butter on Pop-Tarts. The reason this is interesting, check this out. Pop-Tart apparently has caught on to this. Okay. And they are coming out with a kit if you will, so you can butter your Pop-Tarts, be they mm. strawberry, chocolate fudge, or brown sugar cinnamon. It's so good. The game changer. Really? A butter And kit. now that they have these different butter flavors, right, that's what this kit is. It goes, it's it's like a salted butter, or they're all butter yeah, salted, the but there's flavored yeah. butters to go with flavored certain butters, flavored Pop-Tarts. So you're creating this... Cheese, why did you first put butter on your Pop-Tart? Because it came out of the toaster, and I thought anything you come out of the toaster. I just love the idea that everything that comes out of a toaster immediately gets butter on it. That's like the cheese You didn't see it on one of the dumb shows you watch? No. Okay, so I do the same thing. What, Miranda? I throw a little bit of, just a tad bit of butter, and I throw it in the air fryer. Game changer. You air fry Pop-Tarts with butter. Who are you people? It crisps it up. This is, like, unbelievable. Well, apparently they missed the boat, because if this was a million-dollar idea, you should have pitched it to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You lost again I there, Cheese. I knew. 
<laughs> you thought everyone was doing it. Pop-Tart butter kits will be available mm. online only starting next Tuesday. Does Ooh. everyone put their Pop-Tart in the um, toaster? No, because sometimes I ju- I'm not going to wait. And Grab I and go. Yeah. I, was just, I was just wondering. Mm-hmm. I don't eat Pop-Tarts, so I don't um, know. But I, they're not as butter good, though. on your Pop-Tart. I, you know what? Butter on anything is better. It's it goes like understand. this in life. It's already bacon, sweet. It's, it's bacon frosted. and then butter. Sometimes butter can go on anything. I throw a little brown sugar on the butter, <gasps> then it makes it like a brown Girl, sugar. Wait, 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 you're talking. Yeah. What are we doing, Pop Tart? It solidifies. Brown sugar, Pop Tart, butter and brown sugar with a piece of bacon on top. Oh, good lord! Throw a little Nutella hurry, on hurry. Right? Right? it. Oh, and you trademark that Nutella on a Pop Tart. Nutella Pop Tart. I can oh. actually, I can actually hear my heart slowing down. Yes. <laughs> like I can, I, I, you take a bite of it and like, oh god, my heart, oh, that just clogged an artery. <laughs> Not gonna be able to live through this one, right? But I'll uh, keep eating it. Death by pop tart. Oh, yeah. There's worse oh. things. <laughs> I honestly, I, I'm not. Are you I, telling me there's not a pop tart yet with Nutella or bacon? No, that does Definitely seem odd. Not. You no. might want to trademark that right now. No, no, They'll, they won't be able to get Nutella. They'll still have to call it some sort of hazelnut spread or yeah, something. That's true. Yeah, that's they true. Won't. Yeah. won't be. The Nutella's same. not going to license that out to them. But bacon, very protective. Nobody owns bacon. Nobody owns well bacon. Should. People. Nobody owns bacon. Bacon is for everyone. <laughs> and remember, you can get it at Menards. Yes, you can, Nick. Which is really the biggest thing I've ever learned from yep. Nick Gale. Save eleven percent too. Is that Menards sells bacon, and that changed our lives. Can I get a turkey at lives, Menards? Right. I, I have not seen turkey. Maybe turkey loaf, but okay, no, I no, don't think I, we're we'll stop there. Yeah, hey, we're done talking. Jeff in <laughs> Chicago. Jeff, first off, do you do anything weird with food? Do you put butter on your 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 pop tarts? Uh, no, I like them just toasted. Okay, you you you're you're at least not a psychopath, and I'm glad to hear that, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, do you know the two songs that uh, DJ G scrambled up for us? Yes, uh, R-O-C-K in USA by John Mellencamp and Born in the USA by Bruce. You nailed it. Outstanding. You are a winner. Winner. Congratulations, Jeff. Although I think everybody knows those songs. But, Jeff, you were the first one to know them, and that's all that matters. You got yourself a pair of tickets to Twas the Night Before Cirque du Soleil, performing at the Chicago Theater Friday night, November 26th. All right. Tickets on sale now. All right. Happy Veterans Day. Hey, happy Veterans Day to you as well, Jeff. Thank you for listening. Congratulations on winning. And happy Veterans Day to you. We jump into our 8 o'clock hour, and here are the big stories that people are talking about up in Kenosha. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial will resume today with him still on the stand. Yesterday, a lot of fireworks, everything from the judge admonishing the prosecution to the defense asking for a mistrial. Mm. Drama continues today, Cheese. Yeah, if you're just getting up and uh, thinking about heading to work... Sure. Might want to pull out the old umbrella. It's going to be raining pretty steady all day downtown, so prepare what? for that. Put your galoshes on. Am I right, Judy? It's going to be raining cats and dogs, as they say. Hmm. Well, she did seven years in a Bali prison, and now Heather Mack is facing life in prison in the United States. She'll remain in federal custody for plotting the overseas killing of her mother. Hmm. So it is Veterans Day. We've been talking about a lot of the freebies, thanking our vets. Thank you again, uh, if you haven't heard it yet. Um, but we would be remiss if we didn't also touch on some of the real challenges that veterans are having. And substance abuse, addiction, dependency 
is part of that discussion, and it can lead to a variety of other things. Joining us right now to, well, understand it better is Martin Stouffer with the Gateway Foundation. You are a treatment counselor at the Gateway Foundation and also a veteran yourself. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for this opportunity to uh, to reach out to our veterans. Uh, yeah, and let let them know about Gateway Foundation. Well, and and you know, I we talked to somebody earlier about how difficult it is for for many vets to even ask for help. Uh, you know, part of being in the military and part of what the military teaches you is is self reliance and and uh, th- there is a pride that comes along with that. Um, you have your own story of addiction and now sobriety. That could you share? Because my guess is a lot of others will find some similarities in it. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, I actually started using substances early on in my teenage years, and uh, really enjoyed the escape that that offered me for myself. You know, and uh, you know, of course, years later, looking back, I realized, you know, I was self-medicating. Uh, you know, some unresolved trauma, which uh, we find to be the case, you know, quite often with substance use uh, issues. Uh, but my my uh, use progressed through my years in the military really escalated and then, uh, and then even much more so thereafter for a little over 20 years before I, uh, found my way into recovery. And that didn't happen until not only accepted that I had a problem, but I accepted I couldn't do it on my own, that mm-hmm. I needed help. And that's really hard for a lot of veterans to do, but you know, that story, you know, a lot of, a lot of serv- service members can, you know, relate to that story. Yeah. They come home and they find out their substance use has progressed. You know, maybe their lives are becoming unmanageable, you know, that kind of thing. Are vets more likely to be substance abusers? Uh, well, vets have a different, a uh, little bit of different stance on it. Um, of course, you know, a lot of mil- military personnel enter the military at kind of a vulnerable age to begin with. And then they're away from home, away from their support network, you know. Um, and, and what you mentioned earlier about that, you know, I call it the warrior mentality that we develop, you know, in the military um, it's there for a reason, you know, we, we need to be ready to move forward and there's not a whole lot of time to stop and talk about how we feel. So mm. a lot of times vulnerability or emotions can be considered a weakness, you know, and um, we end up suppressing emotions, not really talking about things. And then, you know, the, the, the service members come home and they kind of in that pattern of suppression of emotions and maybe uh, really start feeling alone or like no one would understand, you know. Well, so a lot of times they won't ask for help. You know, they won't ask for help when they need it or accept help when they need it. Martin Stoffer is a, a treatment counselor with the Gateway Foundation, also a veteran yourself. Thank you, sir, for your service and a, and a happy Veterans Day to you. So you are talking to some vets out there right now or their friends and family members. How is substance use recovery different for a vet? Well, you know, we really just want to let our veterans know that help is available. We need to, we need to get that information out there to them. Um, you know, uh, whether it be virtual or in-person support, uh, there are support groups out there for veterans. You know, there are trauma support groups. There are substance abuse support groups. There are faith-based support groups, you know. Um, I personally connected with, with a lot of the guys I served with over 20 years later uh, through a social media site, and that has really... It gave me a lot of encouragement. Um, you know, three quarters of the guys on my platoon are on this uh, on this site, and you know, we really encourage one another. One of the guys said the other day, you know, all those years ago, we really brought out the best in one another, and now we can do that again in different ways. And uh, you know, that that's uh, good support to have. But also, you know, of course, at Gateway Foundation, you know, we 
we uh, have professional counselors and caring staff that are eager to help our veterans if they give us a call, you know, and at uh, 877-505-HOPE, or they can, they can uh, look at some information about Gateway Foundation on gatewayfoundation.org. And, of course, we all want to help our vets, but sometimes I think that, uh, you know, uh, a brother, a vet helping a vet is, you know, more important and, and works better sometimes. Well, and that's the way a lot of veterans do feel. Uh, you know, but I, I always encourage them, you know, you know, we, of course we do have some veterans that work at Gateway Foundation, but I always encourage, uh, the guys, you know, just to, to reach out to the professionals that, that can offer them the help. And, you know, that warrior mentality thing, that kind of means something different to me today than it did years ago. You know, we're trained at the core of our training to adapt and overcome, but what a lot of veterans find is they get in a situation where they get stuck in this thing where their wheels are spinning and they can't find a way to adapt and overcome. So to me, that new warrior mentality means opening up to help and, 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 you know, taking the necessary steps that I need to take to be able to move forward with my life, you know, and, and reach back and pull the next vet up behind me, you know, because that's what we do for one another. Never, never leave so, a man behind, right? Right, right. Uh, Martin is a, is a treatment counselor at Gateway Foundation, also a veteran yourself. I've, I've, I've heard this. I'm going to ask the question because I, I ask it a lot because I'm, I'm still not 100% sure. Is there something different about today's vets? Are there unique challenges that they're facing because of the types of deployments, where they've been deployed, length of deployments that lead to maybe more of this dependency or addiction? Absolutely. I mean, like I mentioned to begin with, you know, trauma is quite often uh, a co-occurring issue with substance use. And at Gateway Foundation, we offer co-occurring treatment. We try to look at both sides of this, you know. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, we do have a lot of a lot of combat veterans right now you know, that served in combat. So um, uh, we have a lot of guys out there that get stuck in that pattern, like I said, where their wheels are spinning. And they a lot of them end up getting in a situation where they just feel like giving up, you know, and we want to let them know that. Gateway Foundation is here to, to offer some help. You're here. Uh, you know, and just following up on Bruce, so I, because I think of my dad and my grandfather who were both veterans, and they just, and I get it's a different time. And is that, is that what it is? We just live in, in, in harsher realities because they just, they came home from their wars or their time served and they went on with life. They didn't really have issues. I, but maybe they did, and we didn't know about them. But they were just certainly, quiet about it. Yeah, but certainly they weren't the issues. Like the the issues facing veterans today just seem so much more. You know, they're bigger and more compelling. And is that because of how they serve in the military compared to how they used to serve? Uh, well, I think it's you know it's fre- definitely fresher in our situation here. You know, it's it's uh, we have a lot of a lot of young people that that have served in the combat situations and, um, you know, and it's individualized treatment that we offer at Gateway Foundation because, you know, no two people are, are the same, you know, so we try to break it down to, to help each individual, uh, you know, develop a plan for, for them that will work best for them. Well, you know, from one vet to another vet, I think that means a lot for for folks as well, Martin. We appreciate your time today, and thank you for the work. Again, it's gatewayfoundation.org. And the phone number, Martin? Yes, 877-505-HOPE. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you for your service, sir.
Happy Veterans Day. Yeah, Martin Stauffer uh, with the Gateway Foundation, a treatment counselor, also a veteran, speaking to some of the veterans out there who might be struggling, who are who are dealing with some of these issues, some of these addiction or dependency issues. You know, an example of well, there's there's somebody who knows the what yeah, you, what like, like. Yeah. They, they, they've walked in your shoes. They understand it. You can talk their language, and that makes a huge difference as as well. I'm still upset they don't mention Space Force. Good morning. Give it a few years. Happy Veterans Day. And thanks so much for uh, the veterans who are listening. Thank you for your service. And I, I always feel the need to point out because I, I know the, the, the family, uh, you know, that when a veteran is deployed or when they're, the family goes through a lot of that as well. So uh, a Veterans Day is something for you, too. Speaking of that, how about this? A lot of free things today. Okay. We're trying to share some of them. Applebee's. No. Okay, check this out. All active duty and veteran military members get a complimentary entree. Wow. Very Lunch nice. or dinner on Applebee's. Dang. All right. Shout Eating out to Applebee's in the for neighborhood. doing that. Say the least. All right. <laughs> Another thing for that. So um, it's fair enough to say that that we speak in slang from time to time. Different words uh, or phrases enter our vernacular. And I thought it was interesting when you, when you, you look at by age group, kind of where we are with words, because it does say a lot about things. So play along with me here. The boomers out there. The number one slang, the most common slang term, woke. Because I hate to, whether you care or not, Nobody on the age of 50 uses that term. No, no. That's just not something they say. It's just, that is a, when you say woke, I'm like, oh. So how were the 50s? You know, I mean, you are, you are without a doubt part of an older generation because it's just not a term anybody younger uses. I don't hear it among the older crowd. I, I thought I heard that among the younger. No. Hmm. Mm-mm. Maybe uh, middle aged. Let's put it in the middle aged group. Gen Xers? The most common term, ghosted. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that, Miranda? Because she's ghosted people before. Oh, yeah. It's so common in my age group. It's just, it's a normal thing. It's part of right. They don't even have, a, to have to have a term for it. They just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even need to come up with ghosted. Just expect it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you get to um, the millennials, up to, born up to about 1996. Salty. Salty is their uh, mm-hmm. a favorite thing. Define salty for me, Miranda. Someone that's bitter. They're just salty. Salty. Not not a good person, you know? Oh, okay. I feel like, yeah, I, I always think of salt in the wound, and then that's the kind of person they are. I always Putting think salt salty, in the wound. Salty dog. Yeah, I think I'm like a, a sailor. <laughs> a pirate. Okay, all right. We went pirate on there. <laughs> And then Miranda's generation, those born in the last five years, <clears throat> uh, low-key. Yeah. What's what's low-key? Low-key. Now, it's not L-O-K-I. It's not God, the... The God of mischief. It's yeah. not that one. No? It's not. It's L-O-W-K-E-Y. Low-key. Mm-hmm. Two words. Yeah. So it can either mean like a secret or it can mean... Or it could mean maybe. Use it in a sentence. Low-key. Cheese's outfit's pretty fly. Hello. Okay, I don't need that. Right, I don't think yeah. I understood that. Hold wait, on. Wait, was that good Low key. Oh, it's good. Cheese's okay. outfit is pretty so. Like I wouldn't admit this like out loud, but you know. Oh, it's, okay, okay, okay. So she wouldn't say it to me, but like, like low, low key. key. Yeah, yeah. 
your outfit's yeah, pretty... Yeah, I would say it's okay. Bruce, like, low-key. Jesus' outfit's pretty fly. Okay. All right. Tell us what we don't know, Miranda. Um, oh, my God. She speaks in terms I don't get all the do time. Do you know lit? It's lit? That's good. Mm-hmm. Something lit, like, is good. Mm-hmm. Like, Very good. Like, those shoes are lit. Exactly. What's yeet? <laughs> yeet? Yeah, I've always heard it. Yeah. It's exactly that. Yeet is just another term. It's it's an it doesn't it, mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's like an, <laughs> no. Yeet, that, well, I guess like, all these are the like, same. Yeet, yeet is like, like an it's like an exclamation point or something, right? It's or just like if you use it in a sentence, I'm going to yeet the mic over to cheese. Right. Really? I yeah. saw I saw one guy. How about this? <laughs> My friends they 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 they're farmers and somebody drove their car into the corn. And he goes, somebody just yeeted into our, <laughs> uh, somebody just yeeted their car into our cornfield. And I was like, that's the best use of yeet I'd heard in a while. He yeeted their car Perfect. into our cornfield. <laughs> yeet. Okay. Put that one in the dictionary, Nick. Someone just yeeted yeah. into our cornfield. Yeah, yeah. We have somebody, yeah, yeeted their car into the median on the Kennedy. Yeah. It's, it's like an exclamation point. Um, what about so no some point? Some of these words are just made up. They're not even real words. I don't think no, yeet is a real right? word. I don't no. even know where it came from. No. The other ones We're are salty, creative. snatched. No cap. You know. no cap. No cap. You're no, not no wearing cap. any headgear whatsoever. <laughs> you have no Alrighty. cap on. Oh, Bruce. Nice. <laughs> no cap. Boomer. Okay. No cap. <laughs> no cap. Wait, let me means. figure that one out. Um, the, Well, shoot. No cap. No <laughs> kidding? Yeah. Actually, yeah, Judy. Oh! Yeah. So use it in a sentence. No cap, WLS is the best radio station in Chicago. So like no lie. Yeah, no lie. Like saying no lie. Straight up. Like, okay, like for reals. Okay. Oh, for real. No cap. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah, start using that in sentences more often. No cap. Okay. What's a cool way to say goodbye? Like, I'm out of here. Peace. Do you say out or just peace? Uh, peace. I say oh, peace. That is totally from my generation. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You stole that from peace. us. It, that's making a comeback. I'm yeah, gonna help. Exactly. I hate to break it to you. There was an entire thing about it. You ought to Google VW <laughs> buses you know at Why some point. You just add love, peace, and love. That's what we did. I yeah. used to say that. We're not doing school. Audi 5000 anymore. Oh, we moved on past Audi. Ooh, uh, I just want to double I will bring that back. Okay. We're going to bring it back. Pretty cool. Let's bring that one back. Let's bring Audi Audi back. Okay. And a good morning to you. A happy Veterans Day. You know what we also have? We're going to be talking about some of the the great deals for vets. But we've got some sweet deals for you this holiday season. We've got some amazing things up for bid right now at WLSAM.com. Gift certificates, home improvement, appliances, jewelry, trips, all for a steal of a price. The auction is going on right now. So let's look. I go uh, Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Ooh. Five days, four nights. All inclusive includes meals and drinks. Current bid, hundred ninety nine dollars. Dang. Okay, I'm going to bid two hundred no here in a second. Yeah, I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, I mean all kinds of things from Las Vegas to Williamsburg trips, like Havasu, and again a variety of other things. So. Sweet deals going on right now, WLSAM.com. Speaking of sweet deals, vets out there, there are a lot of sweet deals for them. Hey, I also wanted to give you guys a a, a bit of a thing. If you are a vet, first off, thank you. 
Um, but if you're a friend or a family member, you want to give a shout-out to a veteran in your life, hit us up, 312-591-8900. You can call or you can text. Yeah. And uh, give their name, and we'll uh, we'll we'll give a shout out to the uh, to the vets that are that are listening, uh, the vets in the area, or the vets that are important in your life. Three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred. There's a lot of food out there today. If you're a veteran, you are eating free today. Yes. As a matter of fact, you're, all day you're going to be full. Okay, you're, they might have to Breakfast, wheel you home dinner. for goodness sakes. Tons of places, but I thought this was interesting. Uh, um, Armor CBD. Armor CBD is giving away CBD pain relief cream to veterans. I've actually tried that. Oh, seriously? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, CBD works, pain I, relief cream. I have bad neck, and it is amazing. Okay. It's amazing. Shout out to uh, Armor, right here, based in Chicago. Yeah. Armor CBD for a free pain relief cream. Uh, veterans just have to use the code VETERANS2021 when they uh, order it online. That's pretty cool. Very nice. Outstanding. So, you know, speaking of food, they could start their day at Denny's. Okay, go to Denny's. Build their free uh, own Grand Slam. Oh, you get a Grand Slam. Yep. Then, let's see, you can head over to, I don't know, Hooters for lunch. (laughs) As well you should. Hooters, IHOP, Joe's Crab Shack. I mean, the list goes on and on. McCormick and Schmick's. Wow. So a little more high end in yeah. that sense. Yeah, you want to have like yeah. fancy dinner, if you will. McCormick and Shrick's giving twenty percent off uh all veterans. Uh all you do is show your 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 ID. That's up for a party of four. Oh, Red Take Robin. Free tavern burger. See? This isn't mental. Can I okay. And this Wait, is then you can end your night at Outback, Red Lobster, get a haircut in between. Perfect. Get a Starbucks on your way. <laughs> It's just, it's great. So I got to give a shout out to my favorite hamburger place. It's a chain. My favorite hamburger chain. Okay. Freddy's. I love Freddy's. Really? By the way, Freddy's, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> I, do we have Freddy's here? We do. Th- uh, shout out. They are giving um, free combo meal. Veterans honoring those nice. who serve free combo meal at Freddy's today. Oh, nice. Where is Freddy's? I want to go. They're scattered about. They're yeah. out in the burbs. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen one. I love Freddy's. Not here. I've seen them in just, other places. Just love Freddy's. Have I mentioned that I love Freddy's? I you have. haven't heard you. It's come no. up on it occasionally. I love the Red Robin because you get um, bottomless fries. Yeah, I don't like anything that's bottomless because I mm. tend to just keep eating until yeah, eventually right. yes, they're that's like, the point. all right, we're turning the lights off. People got to go home <laughs> around here. Like, oh, God, we're going to have to change the damn sign you after go you. now. Yeah, you'll be a far hour. Shout out to uh, John Panette. John Panette, yes. Right? Yeah. Rest in peace, John Panette. Yeah, that was his uh, a great bit. Joe's Crab Shack. Mm. Free meal? Active duty military wow. members, right? That's good stuff. Even if you do some shopping, Kohl's, 15% off Kohl's today for all active and former military personnel, veterans, and their families. I mean, seriously, a lot of these companies out there, you know, because because many of these places are you know, veterans work there, mm-hmm. veteran run, veteran owned, and they're giving back as well to vets on this Veterans Day. So we certainly... Thank all of the vets out there. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you spending time with us. But maybe today, even with all of that, you still want to have a little bit of your faith in humanity restored. Judy says she could do that for you now. Well, it is Veterans Day. It is. And a Marine couple in North Carolina 
can breathe a little easier after buying a new house. Ooh. Mario and Amy Perez both served in the Corps for more than a decade, deploying multiple times. Now, Mario says he, his wife, and their two kids had been looking for a new house for a while. However, because of the demanding housing market that we've all been hearing about, every house they liked ended up being snapped up by someone else for thousands over asking. Mm-hmm. Well... Finally, they found a home in Jacksonville, and they closed on November 9th, just a few days ago. The next day, yesterday, which, by the way, was the 246th anniversary of the creation of the U.S. Marine Corps, was. they learned the best news ever. Veterans United Home Loan fully paid off their mortgage. Whoa. Wow. And the company isn't stopping there. 11 military families will have their loans paid in full by the end of this year. One of those military families... Could be you or someone you know. The 11th family will be randomly selected from a group of nominations. So go to VeteransUnited.com for more information or to nominate someone. That is fantastic. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. That does restore faith in humanity. And again, thank you so much uh, for your service. Welcome home for those of you that have been deployed recently. Uh, And as we learned on the show today, uh, you know, veterans, uh, many of them are facing some, some unique challenges. Check in on them. Yeah. Buddy check. You know, ask them how they're doing and make sure that they know that there's lots of places that not only uh, can help them, but that want to help. They want to help vets. Um, just just simple checking in on yeah, them might, exactly. might do the work. All right. Hey, thanks a lot to uh, uh, it's Joey D in the Joey posse D, today, yeah. isn't over there in Mission Control, hitting all the buttons and making things happen. Infant producer Miranda uh, and uh, linguist. Uh, over there on the other side of the double pane uh, bulletproof glass. DJ Cheese working the uh, wheels of seal all morning long. Thank you. And Nick Gale. Nick standing by. News, traffic, weather, info, everything you need to know. Coming up next right here on 890 WLS. The Bruce St. James Show on 890 WLS.